Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about how your anxiety actually shows up for you. So how does your anxiety show up? I think most of us have a list in our head of how anxiety shows up in our lives. And many of us have the telltale rush of stress hormones running through our body. You can feel it. Others have the all too common digestive issues, right? Or the pounding, racing heart. Yes, there are ways we are all familiar with when it comes to anxiety knocking on the door. Yet, when we find our way through anxiety and no longer have the high stress reactions every day like that, you know, many of us live daily with these feelings and these sensations. But once you have come out of that, and you may be surprised by some of the more subtle ways that fear and stress can be showing up at your door. These less than clear ways often get overlooked as being from stress levels, but they are the subtle cousins to your overt anxiety symptoms and sensations. When recognized as being related to anxiety, they become your new early warning signals and you don't have to be angry about them anymore. They can be signals about how your mind and body are responding or reacting to stress. Catch these early enough and you'll be able to, over time, have fewer and fewer full-blown anxieties show up in your life. Eliminate the resistance to the symptoms and sensations and you can let fear pass by. It's the resistance, the, oh no, I don't want this, that creates more stress and therefore anxiety. What happens is, I'm sure that you can relate to this, that we become like afraid that it's even going to happen, right? That is what I call the long tail of healing from anxiety panic, is that we have the long tail of What if it comes again? And that keeps us in somewhat of a stressful mindset. What if it comes again? What if it happens when I go here? Or what if it happens when I'm doing that? Right? We keep ourselves in a mindset of anxiety is going to come up and then I'm going to be afraid. Then what do I do? Right? That's when we become frightened and we keep ourselves just in that very low level of extra stress, but it keeps enough going on that we are keeping the amygdala still not trained enough to be able to go to sleep. (laughs) It'll always wake up when we need it, believe me, but we want it asleep for the most part. We want it to just stand down. But if we keep having this one little thought of, What if, what if, what if we're keeping 
a little bit too much of a relationship with an alert amygdala, and we don't want that. So we want to be seeing what some of these early signals could be, or these underlying symptoms of anxiety, what they could be. If we can eliminate the resistance to the symptoms and the sensations, and you can let the fear pass by, you're going to be so much better off because like I said, it's the resistance, the oh no, that creates more stress and more fear and therefore more anxiety and keeps us in the possibility of still having a panic attack or high anxiety. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So let's look at these cousins to overt anxiety symptoms and sensations. See if you have experienced any of these headaches. Now I'm talking about all kinds of headaches really severe headaches. Migraines are also included in here because the stress levels can be just clenching down enough that it's triggering you to have one of your severe headaches. can also be tension headaches or you know muscular headaches, the, the neck kind of thing causing you to have the headache. Because where are you clenching down? Where are you triggering the head to have that kind of stress? So pay attention if you're having headaches. But then on the other side of the coin, we're going all the way over to our our way of being in the world. Avoidance. Avoidance can be a subtle cousin to anxiety. Are you avoiding things? Pay attention to it because this could be an early warning signal. Another one is overworking. Very easy to slide into the just going to get one more thing done, whether it be at the office or at your home, where you are just overworking and needing to continually grind it out. Number one, it could be avoidance of other issues, but it can also be a way of noticing that anxiety and stress are building. Just got to get it done, got to get it done. Doesn't that feel anxiety producing? It feels like we're not 
relaxing. It feels like we're not living out of our executive functioning, but living more out of our amygdala and the fear state. So check that out with yourself. Are you overworking? If you're having challenges managing your emotions is another clue that things are a little bit off, that maybe you are not managing the things that are bubbling up in you. Because normally when we're calm and peaceful and our stress levels are at an even keel, we're able to deal with them, we are not having trouble managing our emotions. But if you find that little things are setting you off or you are not able to deal with the regular daily you know, the crying baby, telephone ringing, someone knocking at the door kind of stuff that maybe you want to pay attention at what else is going on so that you can see if this is a little early warning signal that you're layering on stress on top of stress. Because sometimes some of the really early things are so subtle or the subconscious unconscious kinds of struggles that we're having, we're not aware of them. So we don't feel them building. But it may come out with these things like headaches, avoidance, overworking, or having trouble managing our emotions. And what about tense muscles? I alluded to them earlier when we talked about headaches. But what about tense muscles anywhere in your body? People do all kinds of tense muscle behaviors. Clenching the fists are one. You may not even realize you do it, but just check your body once in a while. What muscles are tense? Obviously, the shoulders raising up to be closer to being earrings than shoulders, right? That's another place where we can just see it creep in. Every time I talk about this or talk about it with a client, I check myself, and inevitably my shoulders have been starting to creep up. It's just a place that tension comes in. And that is one for me. It goes up around, the shoulders start rising. Other places are your jaw. There can be jaw clenching, right? Grinding of teeth. You can even be doing these things in your sleep. Another thing with the tense muscles, you might be trying to shake a tense muscle out all the time. Do you flicker your foot back and forth all the time? Or are you always shaking your hands out? People, you might start to notice if you have some regular places that you are either shaking out a tense muscle or that it's really just clenched down because you don't want it to get so bad that it's leading to headaches. And Again, if you're noticing them, those tense muscles, notice that these are just signals that there is some tension going on. And where might it be coming from? And how can I just, more important than where it's coming from, although we do want to solve it if it's a, an issue or a problem in our life, but more than where it's coming from is how can I relieve it? How can I let it? And tense muscles is a good one because you can work on this yourself. You can take a hot bath. You can get a massage. You can do self-massage. Don't think you have to go see a masseuse to do this. 
get on YouTube, everything is there and look up self massage and learn where you can work on your own tense muscles yourself. Give your body that relief. Let your body talk to your nervous system and say, wow, she's relieving those muscles. Things must be okay. The tension is leaving. And again, grinding teeth is something I had written down for you because you may not notice that you are doing it, but maybe someone in your life will notice that you do it because you could be doing it in your sleep even. And another one is irritability. And this is a good one because anxiety shows up like this a lot. Irritability, you know, just like little things bugging you. This is where we feel like we might be picking on people around us, not liking the way that they do things, not liking the way we do things ourselves. We could be picking on ourselves that, why do you never get everything done on time? Why are you always behind the eight ball? Watch how you are talking to yourself. Are you talking to yourself in an irritable way? You can change that, but you can't change it without noticing it. So that's our first thing to do here. In today's episode, I want you to just notice what you are doing. Where is your stress level showing up in your life? Because these smaller things, again, are just clues that you are stacking stress on top of itself. It's not always a big thing that tips us over. It really is like the straw that broke the camel's back. It can be one little thing that just sends us off. It wasn't a major event. We usually handle those major events. It's afterwards that we then kind of fall apart, right? But it could be one little thing on top of the other. This is the layering of stress, the stacking of stress that eventually topples us over. Another thing that you may not think of when you think of anxiety or stress levels is being quick to anger. Anger is often anxiety driven. Angry people are not always just angry people. They have underlying issues that have led to that anger. And that could be us. Are we being quick to anger? And my favorite one that I save for last is desire to control people, places, and things. And it's my favorite one to talk about because this is where my stress level would come out. I want to take care of everything. I want everything to be smooth. So I want to control the environment around me, or I want to control what other people are doing. And when I notice that coming up in myself, I have to take a step back and say, wait a minute, what is going on? Why am I feeling out of control? Because we only want to control what's around us when we don't feel like we are in control inside. So notice that for yourself, any desire to control people, places, and things. Have you wanted to quickly eliminate these versus see them as potential messengers of the stress load that you may be carrying? You may, you may have just wanted to get rid of them, get rid of the headache, get rid of the anger. But 
You want to look at them as to what message they might be carrying for you. See if these behaviors or symptoms are related to more stress or pressure in your life. Use these cues to help you get back on track sooner and avoiding the full-on panic. Take a moment to stop and ask, what is my mind and body experiencing? And ask, how can I let go just a little bit right now? And ask, how can I not resist what is? Like, accept it. I want to share today's quote in the show with you to make sure that you hear it more than once. Here it is. A counselor once told me that resisting anxiety is like sitting in an electric chair that shocks you every time you fear the electric shock, except in this case, the anxiety is the electric shock. The more you want to resist anxiety, the more anxiety you get. And that's a quote from an unknown, but I thought that it was very interesting. So pay attention to that. We are resisting and then we are causing ourselves so much more pain. So I hope that that makes sense to you because it really was like a little light bulb went off to me when I heard that. And I hope this show has been helpful for you and that you will be able to see how your anxiety is showing up and how these smaller cousins of real full-on anxiety, but the lower stressors can actually be signals to you of where you need to make some changes. Thanks so much for being here. And now for today's quote. A counselor once told me that resisting anxiety is like sitting in an electric chair that shocks you every time you fear the electric shock. Except in this case, the anxiety is the electric shock. The more you want to resist anxiety, the more anxious you get. And that's from unknown. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.